this is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, hello, hello. Happy belated Thanksgiving to you and yours. Wow, I'm full. Even as we speak, I'm full. Um, I just helped myself to some leftovers from our Thanksgiving celebration. I had the pleasure of going to see family this holiday. Um, that's something that was uh, has been a very big thing for us and in my family. Chris and I thoroughly enjoyed the holidays. We always made the most of them together. So I was thankful keyword there, I was thankful (laughs) that I had family that I could go and spend time with. Um, We did switch things up a little bit this year. Normally we do the traditional turkey and dressing and, and, um, you know, the sides and the sweet potato pies, and that's normally what we do for Thanksgiving, but this time... My daughter said she wanted to do something different. She just had a had a desire to do something different, and she, um, we actually both love Chile, Colorado. That's something that um, one of my brothers, a uh, late brother of mine, had prepared for us um, years ago, and we don't get it that often. And she just said, Mom, I just want some Chile, Colorado this year. So I said, okay, honey, well, I guess I can make some enchiladas, homemade enchiladas, and we can throw some sides in there. So we chopped it up together. She said she was cooking in honor of her dad, Mr. Chris, my hubby, my late hubby, because he loved to cook. So she made the chili Colorado and the Spanish rice. I made the enchiladas and some refried beans, and she threw in a salad. We had some extra trimmings because, you know, you can't really have good Mexican food without the radish and the cilantro. Um, What else do we have on the side? Um, We actually kind of did a mixture. (laughs) might sound a little crazy, but we actually – had to have, we still had to have our sweet potato pies. Chanel said, you know, Thanksgiving is not the same without your mama's sweet potato pies. So I had to do the sweet potato pies and I wanted my cranberry sauce. So we had (laughs) traditional and Mexican food for us 
And then, of course, our favorite, one of our favorites is our sparkling apple cider and some non-alcoholic wine, some white spindel, and voila, hey, it was on. It was on. It was popping, um, as we used to say uh, growing up, make you want to slap your mama. It was so good. We were going, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> so Thanksgiving um, truly does include feasting. The holiday of Thanksgiving truly does include feasting, but we couldn't have stopped there alone, okay? We had to include some other traditions. Um, we played some games. We played uh, uh, a type of bingo. It was bingo, but it was too, um, it was of a map of the United States and what the states are known for. So we did that because that's what the grandbaby wanted to play. And then Grandmama bought um, a plastic bowling set, you know, an oversized plastic bowling set, and Grandmama played with the grandbaby and the daughter, and we just got silly with it, okay? <laughs> so in the midst of all that, of course, we blessed our food, and we thanked the Lord, and we gave him, we prayed, and we thanked him for his many wonderful blessings. You know, things that you shouldn't take for granted, people. Things like having a roof over our head and for having financial provision and for having health and and strength, um, even a measure of health. If you have some health issues, it's still good to thank God for for what measure of strength that you do have. And um, and um, I I wouldn't be transparent if I didn't. Oh oh oh! And I forgot too. We listened. We played our gospel music so we could sing songs. Um, while we enjoyed each other and we danced a little bit, you know, because we like to dance in the kitchen or dance in the hallway or dance wherever. <laughs> when my peoples get together. So anyway, it was a fun time. But I wouldn't be transparent if I didn't say that um, I did miss the fact that my son couldn't be with us, especially right after losing um, Chris. That pulled on my heartstrings, and um, the fact that Chris couldn't be with us um, pulled on my heart. I almost got through the the day, but um, I think I, I think it was kind of like later toward the evening that um, a song came on that he used to play in the band, in his band, the band, and. Um, it took me back. It took me back, and the tears came. The tears came, um, and that's to be expected. You know, we're going to have sorrow in this life. We're going to feel pain, um, but Jesus, um, the Word of God tells us that the Lord bottles up every tear, every tear that we cry, okay? And the, the Word tells us that he is a high priest, a high priest, one who intercedes for us, who stands in the gap for us, who 
is touched by the feelings of our infirmity. So he is touched when we are hurt. He is touched when we are wounded. So I cried, and my daughter gave me some hugs, and um, I was comforted, and I was comforted by the presence of the Lord. And so all in all, it was still a wonderful holiday. My daughter had a similar reaction but you know it's good it's good to cry it's all right to cry people the lord told me years ago um because i have endured a lot of pain and a lot of suffering in my life and i and i had i had gotten to the place where i saw that as a bad thing that there had just been so much hardship in my young life and when the lord restored me he actually changed my perspective and he said you know everything that that Everything bad that happens to you is not bad for you, okay? And so, of course, when something bad happens to us, our typical response is to, you know, like see the bad in it and to feel bad about it. But if we allow the Holy Spirit and the the Lord's presence to change our perspective, we can find good that comes out of the bad things you know the scripture tells us that all things work together for good to those that love the lord and to those that are called according to his purpose so that is a reality that is a reality for me Um, when i feel sad i don't fake it you know i go ahead and express my feelings, my hurt, I let the tears fall, and then I cry out to the Lord and ask him to strengthen me and to comfort me, and he does just that, okay? So, um, I'm going to move on uh, and say, since I didn't get to share the holidays, with you all, I didn't get to do a show um, leading up to the actual Thanksgiving Day. I figured it would be just as good for me to do a show after the day because Chris and I traditionally tried to celebrate for the whole week anyway. We tried, we extended our Thanksgiving. Instead of it just being for one day, we decided to mimic the biblical feast, the feast that God declared in the Bible, and to make ours uh, at least a week-long celebration. So tonight we are still within the weekly frame. Why? Because Thanksgiving is a worthy holiday. Okay, it's a worthy holiday, and the Lord is due praise and adoration and thanksgiving, not just this time of year, but all year long, every day, we should give thanks, you know, we should give praise and honor to the Lord, because he is worthy of it, he is the creator of all things, He is the creator of the universe. We would not exist if it was not for him. We could not breathe. We would not have air. We would not have life, you know, breath in our lungs, oxygen, if it wasn't for him. Okay? 
So um, I've got my cider right now. I'm drinking some cider. I'm doing a weird thing. I've got my sparkling cider that I'm sipping, and I've got some hot cocoa. (laughs) So I'm alternating, and I'm sipping each. (laughs) Something hot, something cold, something bubbly, something smooth. (laughs) And my pumpkin candy. Hey, I'll be back after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, Amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people. Yes, I am chewing on... My little pumpkin candies, these are some of my favorites during the holiday. Um, They are the kind of pumpkin candies that they look like little pumpkins, but they taste like the candy corn candy. Oh, my goodness. They are some of my favorites. Like I said, I'm sipping my cider, 
and I'm sipping my cocoa. So I hope that you have yours, okay? If you don't have yours and you can multitask, then get it now. Otherwise, wait till the next break, all right, in about 12 more minutes. <laughs> so let's do this, people. Let's do this, okay? Um, continuing our celebration, I'm going to give you a history lesson about Thanksgiving. There's been so much controversy and so um, so much of an effort by the enemy of the Lord to confuse the purpose of Thanksgiving, to come against the purpose of Thanksgiving and the holiday, to blame it on atrocities or say that it that it shouldn't be celebrated because of the atrocities that happen in um in this in this uh, country before it was how do i say fully the united states or in its early stages and um of course, I I grew up in school learning about Thanksgiving, and I'm thankful for that. And and I even, you know, my early early childhood um, times of and teenage years of being in church and whatnot, we definitely celebrated Thanksgiving. But I'm so thankful that I could do my own research to uh, confirm the things that I had been taught, you know, and and I want to make sure that. Uh, you all that are listening are not confused by the lies and the the attempts at deceiving people where this holiday is concerned. It is not a biblical feast. It's not found in the Bible as such, but it is honorable nevertheless. It is honorable nevertheless. And so um, what I found is that... Um, and my daughter and I actually, we I forgot to mention that during our celebration, we actually did some research while we were, we finished our meal and we were sitting at the table. Um, I think this was actually the day after we were having leftovers and we just decided to start doing some research and see what we would find. Um, we did research on the Thanksgiving holiday according to um, the U.S. history uh, channel. They have had articles online about the U.S. history. Um, we also, I had also received um, some information in my email, which um, I was very thankful to get, and I just decided to read through it and share it with my daughter. And let me see here. I'm going to come back to, hold on one second. Okay, yeah, I'll come back to that. So, excuse me. Yeah, I received an article in my email uh, from someone who was also recounting the history of Thanksgiving, and uh, I believe my daughter started asking, yeah, she started asking questions, and she was like, well, um, she had started to get confused herself, she said, because she was hearing all of the controversy and people, you know, tearing down statues even concerning Christopher Columbus and saying that the Thanksgiving holiday 
uh, shouldn't be celebrated because Christopher Columbus, um, uh, you know, um, was 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 basically evil, and he had issues with the indigenous people of the land, and he he um, did horrible things to them, and. So she was getting confused, thinking that the Thanksgiving holiday was somehow connected to Christopher Columbus, and she had said she wanted to do more research. So basically we did some research as part of our holiday celebration so that we could also pass this information on to the grandbaby because she had been studying about it in school, which I'm thankful that she had been and that what we found was consistent with what she was being told. So... With that being said, um, so much, so much, so much is going on. There is certainly a battle between good and evil going on right now. There is certainly an attempt for the enemy to try to undo everything and every reason that this nation was founded and uh, why it was founded. There is certainly an attempt for the enemies of God to distort the realities, okay, and to take God out of the picture, you know, and to try to remove his sovereignty. And by that I mean that um, however the nation was founded, it was founded according to God's will, the United States as we know it, it was founded according to God's will. And there are those that get angry and try to say, you know, well, the quote-unquote white man came over here and slaughtered the Indians, and there was some of that that clearly did happen according to history. But what I have found is that things are being mixed up and um and therefore confused with the founders, the ones who landed at Plymouth Rock on Plymouth Rock versus Christopher Columbus, who his voyages happened um, in the, if I remember correctly, because I didn't, I didn't um, pull that article and print it. Um, if I remember correctly, his voyages happened like in the 1400s. I want to say in the 1400s, um, and the ones who came, the settlers who came, the pilgrims who came and landed on Plymouth Rock didn't do so until 1620, okay? So we're talking about two different explorers, two different expeditions, two different times in history, and those that were the pilgrims were the ones who who started the Thanksgiving traditions even before it was called Thanksgiving, okay? So, and, uh, well, let me just read. Let me just read some of this article and put it into context for um, what I've studied, Okay time here because I usually forget about my time. <laughs> All right, so I got this article by email from Neil Perot. I'm not sure if you say Perot or Parrot, but I've heard it said Perot, okay? And he was running for the U.S. Congress, and um, 
um, I found that he was he, he is a politician who represents the District 2A in Maryland as a Republican, okay, um, and he's um, a delegate in the House of Delegates who ran for Congress this past election. He ran for Congress. From what I can tell when I looked up um, the election results, he did not succeed. Uh, a Democrat kept that seat or got that seat, and um, that's disappointing for me because this article that he sent is consistent with my views and my beliefs. Um, and I was very, very glad to to hear from a Republican, to be honest with you. I have received emails from uh, one of the Democratic um, congressmen. Uh, was, this, was it Congressman or a Senator? Lord, I don't remember. His, uh, uh, oh, Steiner. Steiner, I believe, is his name. Um, is that right? Oh, well, I don't want to misquote it. I think I've read stuff from from him before on the show, but I received things from him. I've received things from the governor and had not heard from any Republican um, personally that I could recall anyway, so I was very glad to, to get this, okay? I think this is good. So he sends me this, and um, let me read some of it. He says, did you know that exactly 400 years ago today, the pilgrims were living on the Mayflower, they were living on the Mayflower, waiting to see where they should settle, okay? Um, that got my attention right there because the way people are arguing and fussing and telling the story, they're trying to make it seem like, you know, that the, the settlers, all of them, and they're attributing it to Columbus, but like the settlers just came over here and just, you know, started war with the Indians and just annihilated the Indians and took their land, okay? So according to this, they were living on the Mayflower, waiting to see where they should settle. They landed in Provincetown Harbor in Cape Cod on November 11th, 1620, and would disembark onto Plymouth Rock on December 10th, okay? So for almost a month, they lived on the ship, all right? Um, the ship landed outside of Virginia, chartered area, so the passengers and crew had no lawful authority in the new settlement. So they were observing some sort of law at the time, okay? Seven seconds. I'm going to pick this up after the break. <clears throat> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. <laughs> a black nurse 
This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A Black Nurse. <laughs> Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. I'm back, and before I forget, I want to ask you all to do me a favor, okay? I want you to go um, to our show page, to my show page. From what I can tell, most of you do not follow me through the show page. Most of you follow me and listen to me from my iTunes account, but I would like for you, if you would, to go to my show page, and there you will also see that we have a Facebook page, we have a YouTube channel, we have, um, what else do we have? Uh, I, I do uh, postings on Twitter sometimes, not as often as I do the Facebook. I would like for you to know all of what's going on with us at Equipping the Saints Ministry. I would like for you to follow our programs. I have launched a new program on Sundays, and it's called Meat of the Word, where I am um, preaching and teaching the gospel um, according to the Word of God, and I'm teaching it unadulterated. By that I mean I am teaching it um, as pure as I know, and I'm not sugarcoating it. I am not making it less or more than I uh, know it to be, um, because um, it's needed. It is just needed, okay? Our YouTube channel has teaching that Chris and I have done um, on several topics, uh, and I do intend to pick that up uh, again and begin teaching some more. Um, so anyway, the YouTube channel is, you know, Equipping the Saints Ministries with Minister Chris and Diane. The Facebook page is Equipping the Saints Ministries. But go to our Facebook page, okay? Check those things out for me. Check us out on those other platforms, and also 
donate. Donate to the work of the Lord. I rarely um, ask for donations. I personally don't like to have to get into all of that. Um, I prefer to just focus on the work itself. But giving is a part of the work. There are times in Scripture that the men of God did ask for the people of God to give um, for different reasons. You know, uh, the Word does command us to pay tithes. It does command us to give offerings. It does command us to do alms. So there are times when it is appropriate to do that. So go to our show page and donate to the work of the Lord to help us advance the gospel. It is so needed in this hour, so needed, okay? So much is going on, so much trouble in the land. In spite of that, we should continue to give God thanks for all that he has done, for all that he is doing, whether we understand it, whether we don't understand it, we should give him thanks anyway. Okay, so with that being said, let me go back to my story that I was reading. Okay, so the story says, um, the ship landed outside of the Virginia chartered area, so the passengers and the crew had no lawful authority in the new settlement. This void of governmental authority led to the Mayflower Compact. I recall learning about the Mayflower Compact when I was in school. Now, I went to military schools um, in my elementary years. That could be one of the reasons why. My daughter said that she doesn't remember learning anything about that um, in, during her education, that that might be part of the problem as, why, as far as why a lot of these quote-unquote millennials are so rebellious, Okay. So this led to the Mayflower Compact. Uh, I didn't finish my statement, did I? That might be why some of the millennials are so rebellious and and think that um, America was founded improperly, that the U.S. was founded improperly, okay? So this was, uh, it says, which was revolutionary at the time and led to the Republican form of government that we enjoy today. So let me go to the Mayflower Compact. Um, Within this article, he gave me a link to that, and I printed that. And it says, document signed on the English ship Mayflower on November 21st. November 11th, old style, 1620, prior to its landing at Plymouth, Massachusetts. It was the first framework of government written and enacted in the territory that is now the United States of America. So let me read, let me skip down a little bit. It says here, to quell the conflict and preserve unity to quell the conflict and preserve unity, the Pilgrim set leaders, among them William Bradford and William Brewster, drafted the Mayflower Compact before going ashore. The brief document, about 200 words, bound its signers into a body 
politic for the purpose of forming a government and pledge them to abide by any laws and regulations that would later be established for the general good of the colony. The compact was signed by nearly all of the Mayflower's adult male passengers, 41 of a total of 102 passengers. While the ship was anchored at Provincetown Harbor, its authority was immediately exercised when John Carver, who had helped organize the expedition, was chosen as governor of the new colony. Okay. Um, it says the Mayflower Compact was not a constitution, but rather an adaptation of a Puritan church covenant to a civil situation. The Puritans were those that were known to come here and bring the bring Christianity, okay, with them. Furthermore, as a provisional instrument adopted solely by the colonists, the document did not solve the matter of their questionable legal rights to the land they settled. Okay. A patent was eventually obtained from the Council for New England in June 1621. So from what I could tell from the research, and I didn't print the other article that we were reading about Christopher Columbus, but the other article made it clear that other settlers had come before the Puritans, before the 1600s. There had been other settlers, other explorers, um, other expeditions. Christopher Columbus was a part of some of those other expeditions when he came, and people had even come before him. Um, Christopher Columbus was an Italian explorer, okay, and he was on a different expedition, and from what I read, he did accomplish some noteworthy things, but he also did um, have have um, battles and skirmishes, and he did enslave the indigenous people who were not just black, but were a mixture of of uh, colors, races, okay? Uh, Indians, I believe that would be Indians, blacks. Um, I cannot recall if they said anything about Hispanics, but anyway, back to the Mayflower Compact. Still, the Mayflower Compact became the foundation of Plymouth's government and remained in force until the colony was absorbed into the Massachusetts Bay Colony in 1691. 1620 to 1691, so that was basically 71 years later. Okay, so for 70 years, this was their form of government, the foundation to their form of government. Although in practice much of the power in Plymouth was guarded by the Pilgrims' founder, founders, the compact with its fundamental principles of self-government and common consent, self-government and common consent has been interpreted as an important step in the evolution of democratic government in America. Okay. 
So what it appears to me to be saying in these two different studies is that Christopher Columbus, um, he was on a different expedition, and what he tried to do, he did not succeed in, because from what I read, there were there were he he did enslave the indigenous people. They rebelled against him. There was battles and wars. Um, he tried to profit from their misery and the abuse that he, um, you know, applied to them. But his own government rejected his um, offer of slaves as a prize to the queen and uh, denounced him and demoted him from his position as governor, and he even did some time in jail, served time for his crimes. Okay. He served, he served time for his crimes. Okay. So that, to me, is not the story that I'm hearing from anyone that's out there that, you know, was tearing down statues and rebelling and whatnot. They're making it seem like Christopher Columbus did these things and it was okay with the world and it was okay with, you know, even even his country that he came here to do this for. And in addition to that, he didn't have anything to even do with the pilgrims and Thanksgiving. Okay? So, um, if I try to, let me try to read a little bit more about this compact. It says, the original version of the Mayflower Compact was lost. The oldest known source in which the text of the document provided below can be found in Mort's Relation, M-O-U-R-T, apostrophe S, Mort's Relation, 1622, an account of Plymouth's settlement written by Edward Winslow and William Bradford. And here it goes, people. Here it goes. In the name of God, amen. Uh-oh, it's time for a break. <laughs> Hold that thought. <laughs> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com. This show's host page Amazon.com and any major bookstore overcoming sexual abuse. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. 
Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, I'm back, people. And during the break, I thought I would go ahead and look Christopher Columbus up again just so that I could get the dates correctly um, for his time, the time that he, you know, lived and did his explorations and whatnot. And um, I was correct in saying that it was from the 1400s. It was the late 1400s to the early 1500s, okay? Um, So we're talking two different seasons and times in history. He did his thing in the 1400s to the early 1500s, and um, the pilgrims did theirs in the 1600s, okay? And what Christopher Columbus tried to do, he failed at, other than um, he, he was successful in importing and exporting goods, um, uh, expanding trade, from across, you know, intercontinental trade and things of that nature, but as far as establishing the U.S., as far as writing any constitution that led to the government that we have now or in, um, you know, any form of official government, uh, he did not succeed with that. And, And from what I could tell, that wasn't, I don't even know if that was his actual mission. Um, it seemed like his mission was an explorer, you know, a, a one to see what this world had to offer. Okay? So back to where I was, because I don't want to run out of time here. Reading the compact, the Mayflower compact. In the name of God, comma, amen. We whose names are underwritten, the loyal sublic subjects, of our dread sovereign, Lord King James, by the grace of God, of Great Britain, France, and Ireland, King, Defender of the Faith, etc., having undertaken for the glory of God 
and advancement of the Christian faith and honor of our king and country, a voyage to plant the first colony in the northern parts of Virginia, do by these presents solemnly and mutually in the presence of God and one another, covenant and combine ourselves together into a civil body politic for our better ordering and preservation and furtherance of the ends aforesaid, and by virtue hereof to enact, constitute, and frame such just and equal laws, ordinances, acts, constitution, offices from time to time, as shall be thought most meet and convenient for the general good of the colony, unto which we promise all due submission and obedience, in witness whereof we have under Hereunder subscribed our names. Cape Cod, the 11th of November, in the year of the reign of our sovereign Lord King James of England, France and Ireland, 18th, and of Scotland, 54th, Anno Domino, 1620. Okay, that was the compact itself. This is the foundation of what later became the the democracy, the republic of the U.S. as we know it, okay? So then let's go back to the article that led me to the Mayflower Compact. And it says, even though they were serving God in their quest, the first winter was brutal, and 45 of the 105 people on board the Mayflower passed away during their first year on the new continent. Isn't it like that sometimes when you are endeavoring to do good, when you are serving the Lord even, when you are fulfilling the call of the Lord on your life? Many times you can face obstacles and you can face um, tragedy and um it's it's throughout scripture that is evident throughout scripture that men of god were actually killed for declaring the word of god for correcting wrong for addressing sin for jesus himself was killed for doing nothing but good from from healing the sick casting out demons from declaring his father's kingdom he was killed because of envy and jealousy so isn't it like that you know they were endeavoring to endeavoring to do something good and here when they got here they faced terrible conditions that they were not used to and a winter that was devastating and and by all means would have destroyed their hope and their faith okay but it goes on to say, God had not abandoned them, however, and provided a miracle through a local Wampanoag Indian named Squanto. Through a series of events, Squanto spoke perfect English. Uh, my daughter filled me in on that. My, my grandbaby and them had learned in school that Squanto had lived in uh, in England, I believe they said it was England um, that he had lived 
in England himself, and he had been imprisoned there or something along those lines. He had been imprisoned or enslaved there, and he learned the English language. <laughs> Look at God. Look at God, okay? He showed the pilgrims how to farm and fish and even helped the settlers to broker a peace treaty with local tribes that lasted 50 years. Okay, come on, people. He even brokered a peace treaty that lo with local tribes that lasted 50 years. So it wasn't the pilgrims that came in and squandered and, you know, just tried to take over and, and kill the Indians and whatnot, even though the Indians were, um, were uh, heathen, according to biblical standards. They didn't believe in God. They didn't, you know, uh, they worshipped the, the different elements and different things of that nature, and, and they had some pretty evil practices from other history that I've read themselves, you know, sacrificing their own children and whatnot to false gods, but let's get off of that, okay? But this Indian, Squanto, helped them to broker a peace treaty with the local tribes that lasted 50 years. So that's just like American history, Israelite history, other forms of history where, you know, you can set things in place and you can establish things and you can lay a foundation, but in 50 years it may not look the same as what your intentions were, okay? 50 years later, somebody else came along with some different ideas, okay, about how things should be. So let me go back to the article. Of Squanto, Plymouth Colony Governor William Bradford declared in his journal that he, referring to Squanto, became a special instrument sent of God who didn't leave them until he died. So they were very thankful for him. They had an amicable relationship. God used Squanto to help bring peace and harmony, uh, at least enough to where they could dwell in the land for 50 years. It is no wonder then that the pilgrims set aside three days to have a festival thanking God for all that he had done for them. It is this festival that we should remember today, a time when we acknowledge our need for mercy and a time when we remember the great works that God has done in our nation and in our lives, okay? Even so, it wasn't until the darkest time in our nation's history that Thanksgiving was brought back as a national holiday. That wasn't until 1863, right in the middle of the Civil War that lasted from April 1861 to May 1865. It was at this terrible time that Abraham Lincoln called for national thanksgiving. He indicated, and I don't know if I'll get this all in, but if we go out to the music, we go out to the music. He indicated it has seemed to me fit and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged that they, okay, as with one heart and voice by the whole American people, 
I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions, justly do him for such singular deliverances and blessings that they do also with humble penitence for our national perverseness. This was in the middle of the Civil War, y'all, okay, when slavery was uh, an issue and the North and the South were fighting and the North was trying to abolish slavery. Okay, when the Republicans were trying to abolish slavery, when the Democratic Party was formed in opposition to that, that we should humble ourselves for and, and ask for mercy for perverseness and our disobedience, commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged. I can't finish it all, but I think you get the message. We have a lot to be thankful for, people. Until next time, happy belated Thanksgiving. Bye-bye.